This is Sid Roth saying, Shalom Mishpacha. Mishpacha is a Hebrew word. It means family. And we're the Mishpacha, the family with a Jewish heart. Welcome to today's edition of Messianic Vision and another appointment for you to be mentored to fulfill your destiny with one of our It's Supernatural guests. And now, here's your host for this program, It's Supernatural television producer, Donna Chavis. Well, thank you so much, Sid, and thank you everyone for joining us today on Messianic Vision. Today, we're talking about shaping your world with God's spoken word. God created us to carry hope and transformation to the world, and His supernatural ability is manifested through His words. And when His people confidently decree His words, we see supernatural breakthrough take place. Well, my guests today want to teach you how to activate a whole new level of miracles, answered prayer, healing, and supernatural protection in your life. Please welcome Tommy and Miriam Evans. Hello, you guys. Hello. Hello. We're so happy to be here. So honored. Thanks for having us. Absolutely. I've been so excited about it. Now, I know you guys travel nationally and internationally. You hold revival meetings, miracle services, and supernatural schools. You have co-founded Mandate of Hope Ministries, and you're also members of some friends of ours, the Apostolic Council of Prophetic Elders, and that's with Generals International. You sound busy. A little bit. <laughs> but it's a good busy. That's right. It's a good busy for sure. You know what? Sometimes we just jump right into um, to teaching. Uh, but but sometimes I think some people have such an intriguing backstory that that I feel like we want to take a minute and say that. And And I know both of you had experiences with the Lord when you were young. But as you became teenagers, you both fell away. Tell me about coming back to God. Yeah, you know, when my parents divorced, I was about 15 years old, and I just, I mean, I went off the deep end into mm. drugs and alcohol, you name it, and I did it. And I was actually, uh, one time I was in the middle of a drug trip, I was actually, you know, doing some different things. And in the middle of my, you know, high, the Holy Spirit spoke to me very loudly, it was almost internal audible, and he said, son, I have more for you than this. Wow. And immediately it sobered me up. And I said to myself, I said, I have to follow this one who is calling me. Whew. And I, you know, and I just, I just, even there might be people listening right now that you've kind of fallen off, but the Holy Spirit is calling you and he's, he's beckoning you to come follow him and discover the one who's calling you. So I, I just, I feel that in my spirit. I just, even though it's a kind of the beginning of our introduction here, sure. I just, I just feel that right now that I feel like there's, I even feel like there might be some people watching that you're praying for a son or daughter. And I want to tell you, like in the midst of my mess, I had a mother who was praying for me. Mm. And I believe because of the prayers of my mom, I had a divine encounter and it, and it led, it, it, it started a journey within me to pursue the Holy Spirit, to pursue Jesus with everything. And so I just want to release that right now as we're talking even right here at the get-go, at the gate, yes, I believe there might be a mom watching or listening. There might be a dad listening, and you're praying for your prodigal to come home. I was a prodigal, and I want to tell you, my mom got the answer to her prayers. She got the epitome of Ephesians 3. God is able to do it exceedingly and abundantly above anything that we ask, dream, hope, yes. or imagine. And now 
because of the prayers of my mom and that divine encounter that we had, my wife and I are traveling around the world as revivalists. And so she got more than she was asking for. And so I just want to encourage those listening right now, um, you know, for your son or daughter. Yes. Yes. Miriam. Yes. Tommy and I had very similar backgrounds. Just, you know, I got to tell you, I had a big party lifestyle and um, I had goals, but I really didn't protect those goals with uh, the lifestyle that I was living. And so I really wasn't living for the Lord, although I grew up in a Christian home. Mm -hmm. And then I returned to God at the age of 17. I was pregnant. I was crying out for help. Um, Just really didn't have very much hope. There were other people around me, friends that I had. I was uh, in athletics, had a college scholarship. And the only advice that I received from the people around me was to get an abortion. That was the answer to move forward. And so, um, you know, basically one night I went to bed and God encountered me in the night and he gave me a vision and he began to make promises to me. He rescued me. I began to have my eyes opened up to the spiritual realm, to uh, actually the demonic spirits that were present uh, whispering for me to have an abortion. God opened up my eyes to see in the spirit realm. And I began to see that it wasn't just my mindset. It wasn't my thought. It wasn't my friends and my mentor and my coaches thought. It was actually thoughts that were brought in by the devil himself, Mm. um, the author of lies, the author of confusion and the author of death. And so God opened up my spirit eyes. I saw in the future that if I would go through with the abortion, not only would my baby die, but I would die. And oddly enough, I woke up and, um, you know, I was shook to the core and my mom had a dream about me the night before, and it was almost verbatim of the things that I had seen. So I knew that it was a sign. God was trying to save my life and the life of my child. And so, you know, Tommy and I, we came back to the Lord together. We came back as a family and the Lord made me a promise. And he said, if you do things my way, he said, you'll have every need met and your child's needs will be met. Fast forward. We have five kids today. (laughs) I'm going to tell you right now, he has met every need. There have been clothes and finances, tuitions. There's been so much favor and finances poured out on our children because we chose to do things God's way. Yes. And so just as Tommy was saying, there's some people not only crying out for their children, but for their grandchildren. And God's a generational God. And when we turn our hearts to him and say, yes, we're we're not only fighting for us, we're fighting for a generation. And so God really showed me that when I said yes to him, and when I chose to do things his way, he had the very best for me. And it was more than just about me. It was about my legacy. It was about uh, the generations that would come behind me. Yes. Well, I I know this too, uh, Miriam, and and you had suffered with some panic attacks, some anxiety. I mean, some attacks that that were pretty severe. And when you received the baptism of the Holy Spirit, that became extremely real to you, didn't it? Yes, absolutely. I suffered with a lot of panic and anxiety and was on medication for years, prescription medication. 
And um, sometimes I would have like sensations of being choked in the night and a lot of just demonic oppression. And one day I was talking to a pastor's wife of mine uh, that my husband introduced me to. And she just said very plainly, she said, honey, she said, as a Christian, that's illegal. She said, you need the help of the Holy Spirit. And so she led me in a prayer and I received the baptism of the Holy Spirit and I received the evidence of speaking in tongues, but it was so funny because it was just like two syllables and I really <laughs> doubted the whole experience. I'm like, is this even real? Am I making this up? Right. You know how doubt can come against us sometimes. And so I was laying in bed one night and I started having that choking sensation, started going into a full-blown panic attack. And all of a sudden I heard the voice of the Lord internally, audibly, very loud say, speak in tongues and watch what happens. Mm. And so I started very sheepishly saying those two little syllables that I doubted that I received and a crazy wind began to blow into my room. A wind of God blew into my room and it was so loud and it was so forceful. But what I, I even felt at one point that I was like going to blow out of the bed. But what I began to see as I was praying in tongues was that the demons that were in my room, again, I had another moment that God opened up my eyes to the spirit realm. They began to tumble and flip away from me completely out of the room. And the more that I spoke in tongues, the more that the language seemed to get a little bit more sophisticated. Yes. Well, and I kept praying and I noticed the day after that encounter and the week after that encounter, I no longer needed my anxiety medication. I just had like a whole new level of peace that I had never experienced before. Yes. And I breathe without it hurting. So. That's real, isn't it? That <laughs> That is real. That is where, as they say, where the rubber meets the road, he met your needs and showed you some things that happen in the supernatural realm and the spirit realm. And I know you guys have been full force contending for the things of the Lord since then. Tommy, tell me a little bit about um, your ministry now. I know you guys are actually seeing healings. You're seeing miracles, things that happen on a regular basis when you minister. What types of things are you seeing? Yeah, we're, we're seeing, I mean, we've seen most of the miracles that are written in the Bible. I mean, we've seen the deaf hear. We've seen the blind see, the lame walk, people with arthritis, We've seen cancer dissolve, literally, you know, we won't go into the details. We'll talk some more of the testimonies a little bit later, but we've seen cancer healed, people with skin issues, miraculously healed, heart conditions, depression, shoulders, knees, learning disability. We've seen dyslexia yes. healed, people that dealt with seizures healed, panic attacks, addictions, a lot of deliverance. One of the things that we see a lot of is uh, metal dissolving in people's body, metal that was surgically implanted. It's just a supernatural phenomenon to the glory of God. We've seen this on a regular basis. We've seen legs grow. We've seen arches and flat feet created. Um, we've just seen a lot of creative miracles. And so it's becoming more and more common as we continue to steward what God's put in front of us. Yes. And you know what? Something that you guys said that just was so precious to me, you said you're very aware that this is not coming from anything that we're doing. 
Yeah, absolutely. It's not coming from anything that we're doing. We're just taking risks knowing that God's going to show up. And he oftentimes will shock us. <laughs> you know, a lot of these miracles, they come from the simplicity of his presence. And that's really been something that just when we begin to discern his activity in the room, we just turn to him, you know, and um, I think that's where that awareness comes is that we just come like children. We're just hungry. You know, one time God spoke to me, I was just crying out like to be able to see more of the miraculous and Tommy and I, we really do. We just longed it. We're so thankful, but we know that there's always more. So we longed to see more. And I just felt like the Lord was saying, you know what? I don't, I don't do this for the experts. I come through for the hungry, you know? And so we just really try to remain aware and hungry and just know that these things come from just the simplicity of his presence. There's there's something I want to go ahead and jump into right now. I know you guys are ministering. You're contending for revival. You're contending for the glory of God, the presence of God. But a few years ago, you had a marked difference in your ministry, and you started being what you called activating the anointing in your life. What happened there? Yeah, you know, it was probably up until about five years ago, you know, we were believing for miracles. We were hearing other, you know, people walk in the miraculous and seeing healings and the seeing deliverances and just seeing the power of God displayed in their own lives, but we weren't seeing it for ourselves. Mm. Um, and But what we did is we started to steward the testimony of Jesus. You know, the Bible says in Revelations, the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. So when a testimony is declared, it's like a prophetic word that is to release for us to grab a hold of. So when we begin to hear the testimonies of others operating the miraculous or getting breakthrough in an area, maybe it's finances or relationships or whatever, we just said, God, that prophesies to us. And we took it as a prophetic decree. Yes. And uh, then from that place, we said, you know what? That's our word. We're going after it. We're going to start, you know, making these decrees over our life and doing what we know to do according to the Bible and just going for it and taking bold risks. And that's really what activated the anointing on our life is when we begin to take risks according to the Word of God. You know, you said something extremely important right there. You're not just declaring and decreeing any old thing. You are lining it up with the Word of God. Whew, that, that puts a little power behind it, doesn't it? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, there was a, there was a, there was a man by the name of Zig Ziglar. He was a motivational speaker, but he was a believer. Yes. And a lot of the revelation that he got actually came out of the Word. And one of the things that he said, he says, you are what you are and where you are because of what has gone into your mind. Mm. But you can change what you are and where you are by changing what goes on into your mind. And I think of that scripture in pre, uh, Proverbs that says, you know, as a man thinketh, so is he. Yes. You know, and so there's something that has to do with aligning ourselves with the word of God, renewing our mind according to Romans 12 too. It says, be transformed by the renewing of your mind to prove the will of God. And we do that when we begin to decree the word, when we begin to build faith. The Bible says faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So when we hear ourselves speak and decree the word of God, what happens is we become divinely aligned with God and there's a spontaneous combustion of the word and spirit. <laughs> 
releases the power of God through our life. Yes, and and that is where you're going with your book. You guys said that this change that took place, you called it unlocking heaven's power over your lives. Wow. Yeah, it did. It it it, lo- it unlocked heaven's power as we begin to line our hearts with the word of God. I mean, we had to go through a transformation of our mind first, Mm -hmm. but what happened was instead of it just becoming head knowledge, it became heart knowledge and we became in perfect alignment. The Bible says in Job 22 verse 28, it says, when you decree a thing, you shall be established. That word established means to be set in place. Yes. It establishes us and it aligns us and it releases the raw power of God through us to see what the Bible talks about. Yes, yes. And Miriam, what if I don't feel like what I'm saying? What if I'm like, oh, yes, I know your word says this, but I just don't feel it. Yeah, that is a really good question because I have to be honest with you. At the beginning of this journey, I was really over it. When we were going through a hard time <laughs> or struggling financially, I'm like, okay, this feels really dumb that I'm saying things that I don't even see or believe in. What on earth is this about? So, um, you know, I really begin to see the power of the word of God, regardless of our feelings. You know, I really believe that sometimes, or at least for me anyways, I used to equate faith with feelings. And those two are not They do not go hand in hand. They are not the same thing. And so sometimes I think people don't move forward in faith or take risks or make decrees because they feel like, well, I'm not full of faith because I don't feel it, Mm. you know, quote unquote, what I'm feeling. But, you know, the Bible tells us in Hebrews that faith is the substance of things hoped for the evidence of things not seen, meaning there will be no evidence at times at what you're believing for. There will be, it will almost look like nonsense, to be honest. And I believe that when we begin to lock our minds and say, you know what? I choose. It's a choice. I choose to declare what God says over myself and over my situation. That's whenever our mind gets renewed, according to Romans 12, just as Tommy quoted earlier, our minds do get renewed when we begin to speak according to the word of God and not our feelings. And then lo and behold, I know for me, my feelings did begin to change. Things began to shift. I started to find that I was more positive. I wasn't so pessimistic about things. Um, That foreboding thing, always expecting something to mess up or something to break, that fear of the future began to get broken off of me. And then I began to start expecting. Yes. You know, just like the, I began to have a shift in my attitude where every day I woke up expecting God to do something really amazing because it was changing. I was repenting. I was changing the way that I thought because I was allowing the Bible to have more influence over me than the devil and what he was doing in my life. Yes. Woo. Wow. That is strong. Tell me about your first miracle service. Wow. That was fun. That was a fun <laughs> one. Yeah, it was incredible. I got to be honest, our first miracle service, we totally like, I feel like we looked at each other and we were like, uh, you want to have a miracle service? Let's do this. We're done talking about it. Let's do this thing. <laughs> we didn't. And honestly, to, to, we didn't know what we were doing. 
uh, we had like no, like we had no experience in this whatsoever. And we just, I mean, we just said, you know what? We've been decreeing these promises over our life. We've been speaking the word. And it kind of goes back to what you were saying earlier. You know, what we talked about, it, you know, we've got to activate this anointing. We can't just, mm-hmm. you know, it's one thing to declare things and that's part of it. And that, that gets us on page with heaven, but it's another thing to activate what God has put in you. And so we just said, we're going to go for it, you know, and we're, we don't know how many people are going to show up. We don't know how many people are going to get healed, but we're going to go after it. We're going to activate you know, our heart on the promises of God, you know, and so we're just going to go for it. So we did, we, we conducted our first miracle service about, it was probably a little over five years ago and we just prayed and we obeyed and hundreds came in attendance. We literally saw, I mean, dozens and dozens of people healed. That was where we saw, I think our first metal and our very first miracle service, we saw metal on the body dissolve we saw a young boy healed of asthma. We saw an Achilles mm. heel healed. Thyroid. Uh, thyroid. With I thyroid. mean, it was just off yeah. the charts. And we were just blown away. But what that did, I think, babe, wouldn't you agree? Like this, like it created this faith momentum in our heart when we activated God's word in us by yeah. activating that anointing going for it. I really feel like just by stepping over the ledge, like we just totally activated, like Tommy said, what we were born for. And not that everybody's born for the same thing we are, but I feel like it's a lesson for the people listening. Like there's going to come a point in the road, a why in the road, when we have to ask ourselves, am I willing to partner with God, step out of the boat like Peter? We see him, we hear him, but are we willing to give God something to work with so that what we were born for can be activated in our life? And it started a momentum when we were willing to take that risk to say, God, I have a holy frustration right now. I'm not seeing what I want to see. And I know your word says it. It was like, I felt like the Lord was saying, I want miracles more than you do. Like this was all (laughs) my idea to begin with, you know? And it was like, we were waiting on him, but in fact, I feel like he was waiting on us. And so when we were like, you know what, we're just going to do this. We're going to go for it. I mean, whether it's a headache or cancer, it's all the same to God. And so we're crying out for it. We were in this holy frustration moment. And so we just like went out on a ledge and started announcing it on social media and started telling, you know, like the, the media people at our church, like just different things. Like we're going to do this, bring everybody that, you know, that's sick. Like we were trying to get as bring the sick, the lame, those with terminally illnesses, you know, like we were just going for it because we really decided, okay, we're going to stop looking at ourselves. We're going to quit looking at our inadequacy and we're going to look at Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. Like he's the one that paid the price on the cross for our sins and for our sicknesses yes. and diseases, according to Psalms 103. And so either we believe what he says or we don't. And so we were like, God, this is about you. This is to bring Jesus the reward of his suffering. And so we're so happy like that we just 
took the plunge, took the risk and did it because I believe it gave God space yes. to really invade earth with heaven. Yes. And, and you know, I know you guys understand contending for the glory, uh, allowing for the glory, the presence of God to manifest in your services and miracles in the glory have been happening where you don't even lay hands on people or they're not specifically prayed for, but in that atmosphere of the glory and miracles. Give me a couple of specific ones that you can mention. Yeah, there. Um, I'll share one. There was a woman in our service who was 80% deaf in both of her ears. And just during the time of worship, she's just soaking, soaking. she's in the back of the uh, worship center. And she took out her hearing aids because she kind of felt like a funny sensation in her ears. And so she just assumed that it was time to change out the hearing aid. And so she went out to check the battery and to change them. But when she took them out, she found that she could hear 100% perfect. Wow. We didn't know any of this was happening until the end of service. She came up and she was just so excited and she showed the he, the hearing aids in her hand. She opened up the palm of her hand and began to show her hearing aids and she's like, "You guys are not going to believe what just happened to me back there. Nobody was around me. Nobody laid hands on me. <laughs> Nobody prayed for me and I'm just sitting in the presence and it just has been time after time. That wasn't the first time, but that was one of the times. And that wasn't the last time where we have seen miracles that have happened from the simplicity of his presence, from the glory of his presence, and nobody is laying hands on them. Yes. Yeah. And I, I feel like, you know, like, wouldn't you say, baby, I mean, we, we, um, we can't live without it. Like we yeah. don't, we can't do ministry without the glory. You know, yeah. for those that are maybe listening and you're like, well, what, what's the glory? Yeah. It's the manifest presence of God. It's God's goodness showing up. It's heaven's atmosphere manifesting in the room where everything is possible. Everything. It's the heavenly atmosphere. You know, sometimes we operate, I'm not, I want to go into a long teaching, but sometimes we go in, we operate under the anointing. The anointing is beautiful. It's, it's man's authorization for us to operate in the gifts and things like that. But when the glory shows up, it's God at work, 100% God. And you don't, you're not, it's not us ministering, laying hands. It's the spirit of God in the room. And uh, we begin to see this. We've really been just making room for the glory. And we continue to see more and more miracles taking place without anybody laying hands. We had a, a, a young boy who had come to the service with his his um, his adopted dad? His dad adopted him, and um, he was brain damaged in his brain. Now we did not know this at the time. Later we heard the testimony, but the boy was beaten so badly by his biological parents when he was a baby, it caused brain damage into his brain. It caused his right eye to sag, and he was completely blind. He also could not run. Uh, but maybe 10 steps to 15 steps without falling down because he would lose his balance due to the brain damage. And during the service, I saw him off to my right. And I saw him actually at the beginning of the service, he had fallen down because he had lost a step. Mm. And, I, and I didn't know really what was going on. They were, it was their first time there at the service. Um, 
And that was the, another cool thing that they had no grid for any of this. They had just heard that God was doing something as they showed up. And so I'm watching this little boy. He falls down. He's probably about 15, 14, 15 years old. And we just continue to worship. We continue just to welcome the presence of God and just praise him and worship the Lord Jesus. And as we're worshiping, all of a sudden, I see this 14-year-old boy running around in circles in the sanctuary. And I'm like, oh, my goodness, what's going on? He jumps up on the stage with his daddy. And he was looking at Miriam and I, and he says, I can see, I can see, I can see. And he was jumping off the stage. And his daddy went on to tell us he had had seven surgeries in that right eye. The doctors tried to repair it, could not repair it. But in the glory, God caused that eye to com be completely corrected. And he opened it to that boy can see 100%. He was totally healed right there in, in front of everybody's eyes to yes. the glory. Whew. Tommy, let me ask you a question. We're talking here. We're talking about God. We're talking about the Word. We're talking about miracles. Yeah, I feel it. I feel it right now. I know you guys feel it in your services. But what about those people that might be at home? They may be sitting there by themselves, or they may be in their car, or they may be just, just right there alone. Is it possible that the glory could manifest where they are, too? Absolutely. Oh, my goodness. We are inheritors of the glory of God. By design, we were engineered. We were engineered into a birthright to receive the glory. It is our inheritance as sons and daughters of God. Yes. So 100 percent. Absolutely. We've Miriam and I personally, we have had many encounters personally, in private with the glory, the manifest presence of Jesus, the manifest presence of a heavenly realm coming and just refreshing us, filling us, overwhelming us with this goodness and with this love. Absolutely, 100%. And I just want to encourage those maybe listening right now, and you're like, man, I really want to, I want to have those kinds of glory encounters. Well, you know what? It just all really begins with just praise and worshiping Jesus, just burning yes. and keep on burning. You know, there really is no mystery to revival and there's no mystery to the glory. It's simply a one who's willing to burn for Jesus, burn for the more of God and see the enemy of our souls. He tries to throw stuff at us, circumstances at us and all these different things. And he tries to get us. To, so our focus, our gaze isn't on the person mm. of the presence of the Lord, the, the Lord Jesus Christ. And so he tries to distract us. But I, I want to tell you and encourage all of you listening right now, if you'll just set your gaze on the one, you'll set your face on the one who's worthy and just worship him. You know, sometimes I, I feel like the Lord is, is like corrected me. He says, you know what, son, just put away the prayer list. I've got your lists. I've got your needs. Just come to me. Let's just have a face-to-face -face encounter yes. and let me love on you. And in that place, I'm refreshed. In that place, I'm filled. And yes, it's happened in my car. We're literally the door <laughs> coming to the room. And I feel like I had to pull over because I was just the, the unconditional love of God was just weighing on me. You know, it's happened multiple times. I know it happened to Miriam multiple times. And so the answer to your question is absolutely 100% yes. You yes. don't have to wait to get to a service. You can have that time with yourself, with the Lord, in your living room, with your kids, with your family, with your grandkids. I believe God is raising up houses of Obed-Edom, 
where the glory, the Bible says that the ark of presence was put in the house of Obed-Edom and his entire household was blessed because of the ark. Yes. That's the glory in our, in our day right now. Because of the glory, we're blessed, we're filled, we're flooded, we're refreshed, we're set free, we're healed in the glory, and it can be in our own home. <laughs> well, I'm feeling a little blessed and filled and, and, and <laughs> in the glory right now, and I know that you guys that are listening are as well. Let me ask you this. Um, you mentioned the word revival. What does it mean to be a revivalist? Yeah, you know, by definition, anything that's being revived, it's dead things coming back to life. And I just feel like for us as revivalists that we have been brought from dead back to life, that what the enemy had planned for our life, God came with the spirit of life and resurrection, and he began to breathe life into our lives. And because we know that now we are passionate about seeing dead things be brought back to life. You know, one of my favorite genres to read is revival history because it's a study and a record of events in a particular time period, you know, where the church has been revived, where people have been revived to their original design and mandate. And so I believe that being a revivalist is someone who is set on fire, that is passionate, set on fire with the Holy Spirit, commissioned by God to bring the kingdom of heaven down to earth, no matter where it is, if it's in the business place, the workplace, church, you know, Wall Street, wherever it is that people are called, that we would be conduits of revival, a spirit of resurrection in life, the Holy Spirit, that we would be those people that bring the miraculous into others' lives and into our own lives. And um, we've just really seen that, that God has done that with us, and he's been so gracious to partner with us to be able to bring revival to people because we just partner with him. You know, the Bible says in Leviticus 6, 12, the priests in the Old Testament were commanded not to let the fire of God burn out, you know, and Romans 12 says, you know, Paul says, don't let the fire of your hearts burn out. And so we're all priests. Once we receive Jesus, we're, we're priests, we're set apart. And so now we carry the person of the Holy Spirit in the temple, in our hearts. And so we're not to let the fire burn out. And I believe that revival brings dead things back to life, marriages, callings, uh, even dead bodies, physically, spiritually, mentally, that God will come in and revive and he'll do the miraculous. Yes. And we were speaking about the importance of lining up what you say, declaring or decreeing with what God says. And I know in his word, it says certain things will follow those that believe. And you guys even begin to declare that yourselves, didn't you? We yes. did, yeah. Mark 16, 17 says, These signs shall accompany those who believe in my name. They'll cast out demons. They'll lay hands on the sick, and they will recover. And so we began to take that promise and declare things like, Everywhere we go, revival <laughs> breaks out. Whether it be the grocery store, a bank, a restaurant, we're going to see people awakened to the presence of God. 
you know, and so we just believe, you know, a revivalist is someone who carries a heavenly atmosphere. And so we took the word out of Mark 16 and we said, okay, God, we're not, we're going to, you know, I, I do believe that we need to pray for revival. We are intercessors ourselves. We believe in that. But like Miriam said earlier, you know, a lot of us were praying for a move of God. But what the Lord told me one day, he says, listen, you're praying for a move of God. But if I, if I can get my people to get up and get moving, we'll have a move of God. And so it was like, God just convicted me. You know, we got to get out and take God at his word. So you know what? We're going to have revival. We're going to, you know, this is something that's already on God's heart. And wherever we go, we're going to believe and stand and know that people are going to be awakened. Yes. The presence and power of the living Christ. Yes. I think it has a lot to do with the glory again. You know, the atmosphere of heaven. One of my favorite quotes is from Ruth Ward Heflin, and she said, the glory of God brings revival. And if we want more revival, we have to make room for the glory. Yeah. I believe that, you know, it's just right on. Like she really was onto something there because it's about the manifest presence. You know, we can't help but be revived when the manifest presence of yeah, God shows up. We can't help but see these things. You know, it's like, I believe the glory of God legislates. And if it doesn't belong in heaven, it doesn't belong here on earth. And that's even why I believe the Bible instructs us and tells us, you know, that you can forbid whatever's in heaven. You forbid it in heaven, it's forbidden on earth. You permit it in heaven, it's permitted on earth. And I believe that the glory of the Lord, the atmosphere of heaven it legislates on the earth. And if it doesn't exist in heaven, we don't tolerate it to exist on the earth. We contend to see it change and shift until earth looks more like heaven. Yes, yes, yes. Amen. I agree with that. I, I want to do something a little different. I, I know that you all received this revelation and you received the confirmation about how important it is to declare and to decree what God's word says. And I love this so much about you guys, Tommy and Miriam. You got this revelation and then you turned around and you wrote this instructions and these revelations in a book so that we could know what God was telling you and so that we could put it into our own lives. So what I would like to do, if this is okay with you guys, I would like to take a couple of the chapters out of the book and talk us through it. What, what, what does it sound like? What scriptures do you use? What do you say about it? What does it sound like if we would decree it? ourselves. So let's take a couple of those and, and do that right now. Sure. Absolutely. Um, you know, I'll just take one that says walking in the miraculous, one of the chapters that talks about walking in the miraculous, you know, the Bible says that in these miraculous signs will accompany those who believe they will drive out demons in the power of my name. They will speak in tongues they will be supernaturally protected from snakes and from drinking anything poisonous, and they will lay hands on the sick and heal them. And that's out of Mark 16, 17 through 18. Did you know that Jesus lived a miracle life? His whole life was a miracle. Jesus said, as the Father has sent me, I also send you. That's great news. Jesus has sent you and me to live a life of the miraculous. Now is the time for us to step into the fullness of our inheritance. So now we can activate this truth by speaking and declaring these same declarations over our life. 
So straight from the word of God, we take these decrees, we take these declarations, and we have written them in every chapter for people to be able to, to repeat. So you guys can even repeat this with us right now. Because I believe in Jesus, I live a life of the miraculous with signs and wonders following me. Like Jesus, I live a miracle life. God releases a flow of extraordinary miracles through my hands, through my words, and through my life. When I see an impossible situation, I run to it, knowing that God will bring about a miracle. Creative miracles are a normal occurrence for me. I am a child of God. Miracles are normal for me in Jesus' name. Well, that kind of gets you stirred up by the time you get to the end of that, doesn't it? Uh, Tommy, how about another one? Yeah, I, we, I love the... The, uh, the chapter God Encounters, you know, and, and uh, I remember when we were reading this, we were just really contending like, God, we want to have more God encounters. So we looked in the Word. Where do we find God encounters? So Joel 2.28 is one of the, the, the things that God says about us in His Word. He says, I will pour out my Spirit on all flesh. Your sons and daughters shall prophesy. Your old men shall dream dreams. Your young men shall see visions. And then in Revelations 4.1, it says, Then suddenly, after I wrote down these messages, I saw a portal open up into the heavenly realm, and the same trumpet voice I heard speaking with me at the beginning said, Ascend into this realm. I want to reveal to you what must happen after this. And I tell you, when we got that, when I read that scripture, it just came alive. I'm like, wait a minute, this is what Revelation says. This is what Joel says. And so we just want to encourage you, you know, by design, you are engineered to encounter God. God encounters are part of your inheritance as a believer. The Bible was not given to us just to make us smarter and brighter. The reason <laughs> the Bible has been given to us was to lead us into a divine encounter with its author. Jesus wants you to encounter him. This is the good news of the kingdom. Now, we're going to activate this word. We're going to activate this promise. These are some of the, the Bible, uh, biblically-based decrees that we have for this chapter. It's really good. You ready? Here we go. I consistently have dreams, visions, and prophetic encounters. Now, I just want to stop right there. When I started declaring this, when Mary and I started declaring this over our lives, our dreams started to increase, the visions that we started to have increase, and prophetic encounters started to increase. So I consistently have dreams, visions, and prophetic encounters. Heavenly encounters, angelic visitations, and spiritual happenings are normal to me and are part of my inheritance as a child of God. Like Jesus and his disciples, I carry an open heaven where angels ascend and descend upon my life, carrying fresh revelation, strength, and assignments. The Holy Spirit is my guide with all heavenly encounters and teaches me how to navigate through them. My goodness. So this, this is in the book that you have written, that you have put together, that you have added the scriptures. You've, you've added some little notes about it from you guys. You've, you've added the actual declarations that people can read along with and say it out loud. That just really gets me fired up. I've always been a huge, huge believer in the power of the spoken word. Let me take just a second here and let everybody know, Sid and I are so truly excited about this resource package that we're offering today. It's Tommy and Miriam's brand new book, and it's called Decrees 
whoo, that get this, Unlock Heaven's Power. And they're also including a three-CD audio teaching series called Unlocking Heaven's Power. And they will be teaching you and instructing you and praying for you and leading you how to operate in this, how to do this, how to activate this in your life. So as always, Sid's going to be here at the end of the program to let you know how you can get this resource package today from Tommy and Miriam, Decrees That Unlock Heaven's Power power. Okay, Tommy and Miriam, let's go here. Tommy, what is what you call an Isaiah 60 and 61 moment? What is that? Yeah, well, we're living in, in that Isaiah 60 and 61 moment. You know, Isaiah 61, it says, it said, or 60, I believe it says, arise and shine for your light has come for the glory is risen upon you. Though deep darkness is covering the earth and deep darkness, the people, the Lord is arising upon you and the glory will be seen upon you. And then Isaiah 61 talks about the anointing. And, you know, I feel like we're moving into, the Lord showed me that we're moving into a new era where people, you know, we in the last days, God's been teaching us about the anointing and how to operate and minister in the anointing. But God now is anointing people to minister and stand in the glory, which is the heavenly atmosphere that we talked about yes. earlier. So God is taking us from just moving and just anointing to being anointed to minister, but he's, he's anointing us to move into the glory. And so I know there's a lot of things happening right now on the earth. It's looking dark. It's looking kind of rough, but man, I've got good news. The glory is rising upon his people, and there's going to be such a demonstration of God's glory and power displayed through the church in these last days, and it's going to bring in, bring in the greatest harvest of souls. You know, First uh, Peter 4.14 says, Surely you are blessed because the spirit of glory and power rests upon you, who is the spirit of the Lord. And so God is taking us into this place uh, where his glory is going to be seen. The Shekinah is going to be seen upon us in great measure. And it's and he's teaching us how to minister in it, you know, and he's even doing that right now with Miriam and I, like he's literally doing this with us, you know, as we do it, he's anointing us for it. A lot of times in our services that, you know, the glory will come in such a strong way where people that maybe are assisting or serving or trying to help uh, with ministry and moving uh, the ministry around, uh, they begin to fall without anybody laying hands on mm. them because it's the weighty presence of God. That because of the anointing, because of the anointing that God's pouring out on his people, he's allowing Mary and I to be able to stand in it, to minister in it. And so that's what's happening right now. He's teaching those who will yield their life in such a way, just yield it. They'll, they'll pay any price for it. Lord, just teach me how to be anointed in this precious glory that you're pouring out. And yes. so that's what I'm talking about. It, we're living in a, that kind of moment right now. Yes, yes. And I know both of you have actually had angelic encounters. Uh, Miriam, tell me about what you called the angel of awakening. Yes, I had an encounter where the Lord uh, just kind of pulled me up one night and I began to look over Dallas. I began to look over different cities um, and I saw that there was an angel of awakening and I saw like a, like a tsunami that was coming and in it, God began to speak counsel to me. And he began to show me that 
this tsunami represented the giant wave of a glory revival that was coming to the United States. And I knew that it wasn't going to end in the United States. It was going to hit different nations of the world because Habakkuk 2 tells us that the glory of the Lord will cover the earth as the water covers the sea. And it will be a knowledge of the glory of the Lord. And so that word knowledge is not just to know about it. It's actually to intimately experience the glory. And it reminded me of stories. It was just like God began to pull me up and I began to see that there were people in Dallas, for instance, where the glory of God began to hover over Dallas, hover over different cities in the United States, where I saw people, uh, traffic jams of people trying to get into arenas and stadiums because the glory of God had rested over the city in such a way that people were bringing the sick. They were bringing those terminally ill. They were bringing those that needed a creative miracle. And it's like, I could see them doing this at the same time, seeing a great mighty angel of awakening over the city. And so when I came out of this vision, I began to ask the Lord, okay, show me what is this in your word? And the Holy Spirit took me to Zechariah chapter four, where Zechariah records an angel that talked to him, that woke him up. And this is what I thought was interesting. It said, the angel of the Lord came and woke me up like someone awakened from sleep. So he wasn't asleep, but he was like, someone who is asleep. And I believe that God is releasing angels of awakening. He's releasing his Holy Spirit in this hour to prepare us to ride the waves of glory. And there's angels of awakening that are on the move that are, that are awakening those that are sleeping spiritually, those that are like in a slumber, just like Zechariah 4 where they're awakening us to God's glory. You know, uh, I have to quote Ruth Ward Heflin again, because it just embodies what is in my heart. And she said this, she said, what God wants to do in these last days can only be accomplished in the glory realm. And I believe that's where we get into creative miracles, where we begin to get into the miraculous because God is about to pour out his spirit like you did in revival history with the, the island of Hebrides and even the Boston Harbor and the first and second great awakening of people driving in, you know, near the Argentine revival in Argentina in the mid 1990s, what happened is the glory of the Lord rested over cities in such a way that when people would enter into it through a certain mile radius, they begin to feel the heavenly atmosphere. They begin to cry out, let me find a church. Let me find a pastor. What must I do to be saved? Or people begin to get miraculously healed in their body without people laying hands on them. And that's just really just been a driving cry of my heart since I've had this vision that the glory would of God would just transform cities and nations. Yes, yes. Whew, that's powerful. Tommy, I wanted to ask you about, about this one. You talk about an encounter that you had where the Holy Spirit was actually giving you a message, but <laughs> you actually saw a dove. Was this a literal dove or was this something you saw in the Spirit? Oh no! Yeah, this was a literal dove. I mean, the God and the, it's funny. The Lord speaks to me through these natural things sometimes, you know, to 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 release a supernatural revelation. And um, I I was I got up early in the morning. I got my cup of coffee and I sat in my chair where I typically will you know study and pray. And as soon as I sat down, I just turned my affections to the Lord Jesus. 
and I began to hear a dove coo. And I heard it coo, and it was from, at a distance. And I just turned my affections even more. I said, like, oh, Lord, here you come, Holy Spirit, and just begin to invite. It was like he was beckoning me to come near. And as I turned my affections to the Lord, all of a sudden, that dove got so loud. It was like it was in the room with me. I'm like, where is this dove? And I look, and it was literally sitting right in front of me on my windowsill, and it kept looking at me through the window like it's and, and if you don't know doves are extremely skittish like the <laughs> slightest little move or anything like doves won't hang around but this dove was not afraid it wanted to look in at me it was really like and i heard the holy spirit say i am pursuing you until i have all of you it was a mm. revelation that the lord had given me and he says i'm just looking for a people who will just turn. And the Bible says in James, when you turn to me, when you when you draw close to me, I'll draw even closer to you. And that's what the Holy Spirit was saying. And you know, I just want to I just want to add to this encounter because the Lord gave me a dream and I shared it with Sid and I had a dream. And in the dream, a lot of times Miriam, I'll, I'll see Miriam in the dream and it usually represents the body of Christ or the bride of Christ. Mm-hmm. And I looked at Miriam, and she was wearing a golden ring that had a Hebrew word on it, and the word, the Hebrew word meant glory. And and I actually looked it up. I, I sure enough, it was the the word for glory in Hebrew. And I heard the Lord say to me, "I am there is a divine proposal to my precious bride right now." To, to carry the glory of God. And it's all going to come out of a place of intimacy, that face-to-face, that drawing near, that turning your heart to the Lord. And so I just, I just want to encourage people that are listening right now. This We're entering in, yes, to a glory season. We're entering into all of these great things, but all of this comes out of a place of intimacy with the presence of God with the person of the Holy Spirit. And he is pursuing us with everything right now. And all we have to do is just draw near to him and he's going to draw even nearer to us. And that's where the glory begins to manifest. That's where the glory begins to show up in the place. It's out of a place of intimacy. It's out of that place of overflow from your personal walk with the Lord Jesus. Yes, Yes. Let me tell everybody one more time before we have to go about this resource package that you, Tommy, and Miriam have put together. And it is Tommy and Miriam's brand new book called Decrees That Unlock Heaven's Power. And aren't we all looking for that in our lives? They've also prepared three. This is They're brand new and they're exclusive and you will not be able to get these anywhere else. So please make sure that you get this today. Their exclusive audio teaching series called Unlocking Heaven's Power. So be sure and listen for Sid at the end of the program so that you can find out how to get that today. And you can get it for yourself or your friends or your family, your church, your small group study. Just be sure and get that today when you hear Sid at the end of the program. Okay, we've got a few minutes left. I want to make sure that that I wanted to go back to something you said just briefly, Miriam, earlier. You were talking about testimonies, and I know you had another angelic uh, encounter one time, and one of the angels that you saw, one of the miracle angels said to you, never neglect testimonies. 
Why is that so important to steward testimonies? Yes, it was, it is so important. You know, Revelation 19 says the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. And so when we share testimonies, miracle testimonies, they're not the testimony of Tommy and Miriam or someone else. It's the testimony of Jesus. It's what he's doing. And it prophesies to someone else that their breakthrough is ahead, that yes. what they're believing for, their miracle that they're believing God for, it's coming, it's ahead, it prophesies. And we have seen people get healed in their body. I'm talking physical miracles just by hearing someone else's miracle. And some of the times I want to tell you, it's not even the same thing. It's not even like, you know, I, I remember sharing a testimony once about a man where his back popped into place from a severe injury. He had been out of work for three weeks and he felt heat in his back. He felt like somebody might've touched him, but nobody was behind him. God healed him completely. And the bones in his spine began to pop right back into place. And so I shared that testimony at another venue and there was just a, a young woman there that was thinking in her mind. She's like, man, I really wish that God could do that for me. And that was it. Like I never prayed for her. She never approached me. It wasn't anything like that. And so she went to bed that night. She rolled over in bed and the bones in her back popped <laughs> into place. And she Facebook messaged me or Instagrammed me one of the two. And she was like, you're not going to believe what happened. And, and so it's like time and time and again, when that, that miracle angel, and listen, when I talk about angels, I, I mean, I'm talking like Psalms 103 talks about the ministering flames of fire. You know, we can't have more faith in demons and what they do for the darkness than we do in angels and what they do for the kingdom of God. You know, they're on assignment. God tells them what to do. He does it how he pleases it. And, and the Holy Spirit gives them the authorization to do God's bidding. So this isn't the worship of angels. This isn't like something that's off base. This is you know, it's basically straight up biblical. Like yes. this is the stuff that we read about in Acts when angels came to help Paul, Peter, and many others escape prison. And so God will anoint them and give them assignments on how to minister and to help people walk into the miraculous for their body. And so there have been many miracles that happen just by stewarding and sharing the testimony of Jesus, because it prophesies to people, it releases faith, faith for the working of miracles begins to get unlocked. Psalms 126 says God has done great miracles for them. And we are overjoyed. Now God do it again. Yes. He longs to do it again. <laughs> yes. Yes. And I, I'm going to take this line from you guys. So if if you say, but I'm not a prophet. I, I don't know anything about prophecy. I don't know how to move in prophecy. You guys say, if you don't have a personal prophecy, then go find a testimony. <laughs> Absolutely. We do say that. <laughs> That's so true. That is amazing. Well, we are going to have to say goodbye and let you guys go. I'm sure you've got plenty to do, but thank you so much for spending your time with us. And will you pray before we leave here and release whatever the Holy Spirit is putting on your heart right now for that person, even if it's just one person, but that person that is listening right now in Jesus' name? Yeah, so Lord, we just pray for every listener right now. We just declare right now, we say this is the year 
the great season where you are stepping into divine breakthrough. Those things that have come against you, those things that tried to stop you, we declare that the God, that the, the Belperazim, the God of the breakthrough, is breaking through for you now in Jesus' name. We declare right now over you that the Holy Spirit is coming after you. He is covering your household, yes. your family, your marriages, your children in Jesus' mighty name. God, we declare right now personal revival and awakening over every listener in the name of Jesus. We pray for those that need miracles in their body. We just declare that they'll be healed just by listening to this message today. We just declare supernatural healing. There's people that's listening that you're dealing with a pain in the body. Maybe there's some that's dealing with terminal illnesses. Um, maybe you've been like a cancer. Is I just declare right now in Jesus' name, we yes. just command yes. every bit of infirmity, affliction, disease to leave in Jesus' name. Yes. And we declare a healing according to the word, according to what Jesus died on the cross for. By the stripes of Jesus, you are healed in Jesus' name. So, Father, we thank you, and we just declare that you are even anointing people as they go through this teaching, as they listen to this podcast. They're being anointed yes, for glory. Yes, Lord. They're being anointed for intimacy in Jesus' name. So, Lord, we bless them, and we thank God for them in Jesus' name. Yes, yes. Well, guys, thank you so much for joining us today. And so for all of you that are listening, here's Sid Roth to tell you how you can get this amazing book, Decrees That Unlock Heaven's Power by Tommy and Miriam Evans. Sid? Did you know you can shape your world with God's spoken word? God's supernatural ability is manifested through His words. And when His people confidently decree His words, we will see supernatural breakthrough take place every time. In decrees that unlock Heaven's power for miracles, Tommy and Miriam Evans take you on a 40-day journey to declare God's words and promises over your life and your circumstances. Are you ready to unlock Heaven's power for miracles? By having these 40 declarations for 40 days, you will be normal, normal as far as the Bible is concerned. Don't wait. Get Tommy and Miriam's brand new book, Decrees That Unlock Heaven's Power for Miracles, and their brand new and exclusive three CD audio teaching series, Unlocking Heaven's Power, for an investment of 35 US dollars. To order, call 1 800 447 2697. Once again, that's 1 800 447 2697. Or go to our website at sidroth.org, S I D R O T H. O-R-G. Be sure to ask for offer number 9792. Once again, that's offer number 9792.